The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. This is The Hard Shoulder. Kieran Cuddy with you until seven o'clock. Across the pond in the UK, the queues to see the Queen's coffin are now four kilometres long. Four kilometres start to finish. 30 hours. Three zero. That's how long people are being told they will have to wait in the queue. Imagine a queue starting at the spire on O'Connell Street, down O'Connell Street, over O'Connell Bridge, down Westmoreland Street, across in front of Trinity College, up Grafton Street, around Stevens Green, all the way out through Leeson Street to Donnybrook. Imagine that is the length of the queue people are waiting in to file past a closed casket with a flag over it. I mean, so demented are people uh, across the pond in the wake of this that the BBC, in the the next 15 minutes, are going to start a live stream of the coffin, a live stream of an inanimate object so that people can pay their respects at home if they can't face the 30-hour wait. And listen, I know it's a very serious issue for a lot of people and they held her in very high esteem, but you'd have to wonder about the intelligence and the value for money of paying for a live stream of an image that doesn't actually change. I mean, they'd just be better off take a photograph of the coffin and put it on the BBC website and tell people it's a live stream and let them pay their respects. Anyway, this is what they continue to do uh, across the pond. Uh, we're going to be talking about royal movies in the wake of the Queen's passing with Serena Bellissimo a little bit later. We're going to talk about royal pens, though, right now, or rather the situation uh, with King Charles in Northern Ireland yesterday uh, giving out about another pen, this time a fountain pen uh, that leaked all over his hands, which would have brought back memories, I think, for many of us who learned to write in primary school with fountain pens or rather once we graduated from pencils to pen it had to be a fountain pen certainly that was the case in my school I'm not sure about yours Liz McGuire is with me she's the creator and curator of Flea Market Love Letters Liz I understand you are a lover of fountain pens is that right? I am thank you very much Karen, for having me on Uh, the fountain pen is a long held favourite in the letter writing community so I was delighted uh, to chat to you about it today so why why is it such a favourite? I think that there's just a real sort of romance to having a fountain pen. Now, I understand, you know, who among us hasn't had a splotchy, inky finger one or two. But I think, uh, you know, sitting down and taking the cap off and really having that experience with it is sort of into the romance and the allure of at least letter writing. Um, are, are you a user then of fountain pens throughout the day or just if you're kind of writing a, a letter of note? Sure. So I uh, I was gifted a fountain pen by my husband for Christmas last year. Um, and so I like to pull that out when I'm writing a letter. But I do have to admit that for uh, ease of purpose, I usually I use a ballpoint in my uh, in my day to day. Is there just something about the ballpoint that what lacks the kind of gravity or solemnity of a mountain pen? Oh, I think so, of course. I mean, I think, you know, like I said there, you have this sort of uh, ceremony of the capping and the making sure the ink is there and, you know, you have to test the paper and will it bleed. And there's no change um, in your handwriting when you use a ballpoint pen. But I think when you use a fountain pen, you can definitely tell, um, you know, you're you're being more measured in your writing and, and your handwriting certainly, uh, at least for me, looks very different. So what, what, when you use a fountain pen, I mean, do you use one that has like an ink capsule that you put inside the pen and press down or are you a real classicist? You know, do you dip the nib into ink? <laughs> no, I have to say on this I am. I use a cartridge. 
Um, I don't know, but we were we were chatting today, uh, and we were talking about the different types of fountain pens. And uh, I've I've my interest has been piqued in a dipped pen that might be on the uh, on the way home. I might try and find one in town. Well, you wait, do you know where you'll find one? You'll find one in most uh, art and hobby shops. You'll find uh, fountain pens that you can dip, and you'll find lots of different coloured ink as well. Usually for artists, but I guess there's nothing to say you can't buy a little pot of black ink um, of Indian ink and use it to write a letter. Um, it, it's it's just a kind of a nostalgia thing, I guess, as well. Is it for a lot of people that you know fountain pens predated the ballpoint so there's there there's something uh, about kind of looking back on those old letters those types of letters that you're so fond of as well through kind of flea market love letters they're all written in fountain pen oh they are they are yeah so it, you're you're dead on it's it's a nostalgia it's really going back in time kind of you know in the flea market archive what i do is i feature vintage letters um, written from all all across history. So we even have some letters that are from actually Queen Elizabeth's coronation. So in instances like that, you know, you would find more often than not in most letters, someone would be saying, oh, you know, I've had to switch pen because this has run out of ink or, you know, I've had to borrow, particularly in World War II letters, I've had to borrow my buddy's pen because this one is, you know, gone a bit uh, splodgy. So there's there's definitely a real nostalgia and they're they're very much part of popular culture and of, of letter writing. They are, but it's funny, a few people texting in uh, uh, making similar points. Left-handed people could really relate to poor old King Charles today, a daily <laughs> struggle. And somebody else's fountain pens were a nightmare for all of us left-handed people in school. We smudged every word we wrote, we destroyed yeah. our clothes, we ruined our work, an absolute nightmare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I would be of the camp that they would be something to uh, take out for a special occasion, but maybe not uh, write the grocery list in. <laughs> and, and can you see evidence on those old letters as well? And you mentioned some dating back to the Queen's coronation uh, of the type of struggles Charles had as well when he was signing the date. He actually signed the wrong date as well, I think. <laughs> that, that, that's something else that annoyed him. Um, you know, that the, the, the ink was smudged or you can see in those old letters where it, where it runs out and they have to run off and find you know, and, and a new capsule or a new uh, a tin of ink to dip in? Yeah, absolutely, Ken. Um, and I think that really sort of adds to the story of the letter. The letters are a piece of social history, just like this story is um, kind of an idea of, of a moment in time captured. And, and it's particularly, in, in my opinion, you know, you mentioned art earlier, arts and hobbies. To me, it's a, it's a bit of a piece of art to kind of see a letter go through the process. And you can tell as well from sort of the passion that someone's writing with, the pressure they're using on the page and that sort of thing. They really are um, very demonstrable kind of the, the use ink. Well, listen, Liz, I don't know where in, in, in uh, Dublin you happen to be, but like I said, the art and hobby shop upstairs in Stephen's Green, you'll find a fountain pen you can dip in ink and they'll have ink as well uh, for you there. Give it a go and let me know how you get on. Liz McGuire is the creator and curator of Flea Market Love Letters. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.